We've all been sitting at home safely watching some shows and movies. And Jess and I decided to really take a deep dive in on what we've been watching lately on episode 96 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. And I'm another one of your hosts, Jessica Quaz. And Jess, um, yeah, I, it's, we're, we're watching a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's so hard to just keep up with what are you watching, what am I watching, and I want to hear all about what you've been getting into, because that's sometimes how you and I give each other recommendations. So um, we decided to make an entire episode about this. This is usually just a segment of our, of our podcast, but since Jess was away for a little while, we really got to catch up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we felt like we've been, like, we haven't talked about what we've been watching for so long that it would be fun to just kind of do a deep dive and, and see, because like you said in the cold open, a lot of us are still staying home when we can. And I know for me, like I have my TV on a lot just to at least have some noise or something. Um, So yeah, I have a long list of things I've been watching, some good, some bad, and we're gonna get into all that. For sure. So um, yeah, this is usually the beginning of the episode where we would be uh, doing this segment, but this is the entire segment, entire episode. So um, uh, one thing uh, before we get started, Jess, uh, for those who maybe didn't hear last episode, do you want to talk about the other project, other show you got going on? Yeah, thank you. Um, So I am launching another podcast uh, with my co-host and co-producer Joe Harper. It launches March it launches March 7th. Um, you can follow us right now on Instagram and Twitter to get updates. Um, so it's called Second Chance Movies. And basically the entire show is taking movies that were divisive, beloved, hated, and giving them a second chance, which is something I rarely do with movies anyway, um, and seeing were we right the first time around? Did we were, have our feelings changed? How has it hold up over time? And, and we're watching everything, like no movies really off the table. So our first episode is Passengers, which, is, which we talked about in our anti-Valentine's Day episode. Um, and then, you know, we've been doing uh, like BVS because Snyder Cut's coming out. And then we were getting into some award movies as well because Oscar season's here. Um, so yeah, check it out. Second Chance Movies. Again, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates. And by March 7th, you can find it uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to this right now. So yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and at some point, I definitely want Brandon to come on and be a guest and give a second chance to a movie. That's the plan. For sure. So I'm excited about the show for two reasons. I'm not not just, uh, you know, plug it for plug sakes. One, I personally am excited because I love the concept of the show. Thank There's you. There's times where I have to give something a second chance and I start to see much more that I didn't see the first time, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And... 
Um, I'm also excited because Jess, we've known each other for almost 10 years now. And I, I feel like it's something wow. that like we have a lot of, you know, entertainment discussions and movie, TV show, whatnot, back and forth. We don't always agree on everything. Um, but there's sometimes where I'll be like, oh, have you ever watched that again? Like, I feel like you should give it another chance. And you're just like, no, I'm good. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like what do you, but, but come on, you know, and, and yeah. I get, you know, it's, it's not everyone wants to give things a second chance because there's just so much content in the world that like, yeah. I, often feel like sometimes like if, if I give up on a show, people are like, no, you got to keep watching. I'm like, but there's also so many other shows I haven't started <laughs> mm -hmm. yet. <laughs> yeah. Like I gave totally. lost four episodes and I'm like, I'm good. It's just, I'm sorry. I still haven't seen oh. the wire. Like I'll- <laughs> I say you're good on lost. Don't go any further. Cause I did and it doesn't get better. There's Come no loss <laughs> missing out on lost. No. Um. <laughs> but, but yeah, I thank you. I'm excited too, because yeah, I've, I'm very much a one and done kind of gal with movies, unless I like love the movie, like Star Wars or horror movies. How many or, times you know, did you see Force Awakens in theaters? N nine times. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would like. At and the some time, movies don't even deserve a second viewing. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna be um, submitting suggestions to this show. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you should. Um, like us, which. Uh, Brandon and I were recently texting about us because it's so great. I saw that three times in one weekend. Wow. Yeah. And like Get Out, I think I saw multiple times in one week too. Like, and like, so there's a few movies that are just like, I love this. And, but past that, if I'm not obsessed with it, like I'm not watching it again. So yeah, I am now. Um, and we'll <laughs> see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Um, for sure. Yeah, thank you for plugging and I'm I'm really excited about it and I would love for you guys to give it a listen. Definitely. Please do um support Jess uh, if you enjoy listening to her on here. I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to her over there. So, um but yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. Let's catch up Jess. Uh first, we're going to talk about TV comedies that we've been watching. So, um one that I watched that uh, I kind of like stumbled into. Uh, so I recently, um, last like handful of months, got Disney Plus uh, when I updated my phone plan with my family. So uh, I was kind of like digging through like what's on Disney, making my watch list. And there is one season, because it only lasted one season, of Muppets. Uh, it was an ABC series from like 2015. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and they tried to do the mockumentary style, like The Office, right. like Modern Family, but I think at the time people were starting to get worn out with that trope. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to comment on it and like bring the Muppets to like a newer, you know, updated thing. Also, I don't want to say more adult as in like raunchy or anything, but there's just like little jokes in there for the adults when you're watching it. It's not just a kid's show. Um, I think this show's really underrated. I watched, there's 16 episodes because it got canceled after the first season. I thought it was so much fun. And I think if you're sitting at home looking for something that is very low stakes, just throw on to have some fun. There's 16, like 20 some minute episodes where the, the gimmick of this show is Kermit 
is the showrunner for a late night show and Miss Piggy is a late night talk show host. It's up late with Miss Piggy, which is so funny that it's like <laughs> the Muppets have a female talk show host, but then like how many female talk show hosts do networks actually give? Right. You know, right. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, I love the characters that they have. Uh, I love that they do. It's like the show behind the scenes kind of, you know, uh, them running uh, the show. And it's just a lot of fun. They have great guest stars. And like I said, it was, it was something I, I think I kind of needed when, um, like the times now, there's a lot of depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. stuck alone. I work from home, so like I'm I'm just sitting by screens a lot, and uh, I wanted to throw in something that would make me laugh. Uh, that also I wasn't too investing too much in because if I watched an episode or two in a row, it's like oh that was only forty minutes of my day. I'm not right. like sitting for too long before I should like move around. So. Uh, it's just called The Muppets. It's on Disney+. Plus. I highly recommend. That was one I just kind of stumbled across and had a lot of fun with. Um, you're not the first person I've heard that said it was really good. I know, you know, like you said, it was canceled after one season, so not a ton of people watched it. But people around our age who I know who watched it really enjoyed it as well. So I'm interested in that. I mean, who doesn't love The Muppets? It's Muppets. <laughs> For sure. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend it. Uh, whether you're a Muppet fan or not, I just think it's interesting, low stakes. It's not a lot of commitment. It's not like some people were like, oh, you ever watch this show? It's like eight seasons? I can't, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so it's very low, low stakes. Uh, but yeah, Jess, what's a, what's a comedy show that you have been watching? Um, so I binged like hard binged the show search party okay um, binge all caps <laughs> binged in a way i haven't done it in a very long time um so yeah one of my friends just like te like texted me and was like you should watch search party you would love it it's like your your kind of thing and i was like yeah i remember hearing about it and it seemed quirky and cool like yeah why not um, so if you have HBO Max, it's on there. I highly suggest like anyone to watch the show. Uh, it is so special and unique. It's a comedy, like a dark comedy. Uh, that's also a mystery show. It's I really haven't seen a show like it before. So if you like mystery, definitely watch this. Um, and yeah, the characters are these like four vapid Brooklyn-like hipsters. Um, they're <laughs> ridiculous. They're, they're just so ridiculous that they make it so funny. Um, and there's four seasons right now, all on HBO Max. Um, and each season just like builds on, on top of each other with a new type of mystery that's really interesting to watch. Um, and it goes places that a comedy like never would, um, but is always funny and smart. It's just so different. It's so unique. Um, I absolutely loved it. And yeah, part of the reason why I binged it was the mystery aspect of it all. Like I needed answers. I needed to know <laughs> what was going on here. But I like literally also found myself just like laughing out loud, which is, 
you know, sometimes I watch things that are funny, but I'm like, uh -huh, yeah, that was funny. Like this show, I was like dying. It, it's hilarious. So yeah, if you have HBO Max, I highly suggest it. John Early is hilarious. He's the, like the, the, the scene stealer of the show and he doesn't get enough credit for how funny he is uh, in general. So Search Party, highly, highly, highly suggest it, especially if you love comedies and mysteries. Uh, it's just something so special. It's so different, which nice. is why I really like it. I've, I've, I, uh, I'm part of one of these, uh, uh, this Facebook group that it's, it's kind of a lot of Chicago comedians and various like entertainment related people. It's just called unbridled enthusiasm. And I feel like more than once someone has gone on there to talk about search party and just, I've seen statuses where people are like, what are you doing if you're not watching this show? Um, so I'm curious. Cause like, I, I may have to check it out. What, what kind of, is it like two seasons, three seasons? What's the commitment look like? So it's four seasons, Oh wow! but every season only has like 10 episodes and it's like cool. 25 minute episodes. So, oh, so doable. Exactly. That's why I binged it hard. Like within <laughs> one week, I powered through it because I just was like, I cannot stop. Like I could not stop. I would stay up late because I needed to like, I needed more. And so it, it's so good. I feel like for a long time, it was one of those shows like similarly to what you were saying where it's like I heard about it I heard it's funny I heard it's cool whatever and like I'm so glad I finally checked it out because I just I think it's amazing and like I said so special just so different from anything I've ever watched on tv before uh so I yeah highly recommend search party it's it's it <laughs> it's awesome. this awesome um well uh some other shows that i've been dabbling in one that uh i don't think it needs much uh praise not because it doesn't deserve it but because i think everyone just knows uh bob's burgers um it's a show that i feel like over the years here and there i'd seen like random episodes maybe around a season long you know 20 so just random ones um and i was like you know what I have Hulu now. I'm going to throw it on and like watch it in order. I'm like already on season three. Um, so uh, if, if you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, you get it. If you've seen it, you totally understand. It's absolutely hilarious. Voice cast is great. Um, if you haven't jumped in, uh, don't be intimidated by how many seasons there are because like they just fly by. Um, and it's been a great thing to like throw on during like my lunch breaks um because like i said i work from home but i do like try to step away from my computer uh you can see most of my apartment but i'm like in my office right now and i like step over to my living room and i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna you know eat lunch watch something i throw on a bob's burgers it it's great um but yeah, so that's one. Another one I, I'm not going to go too deep into because uh, the season finale is still coming up soon. I have been watching and keeping up with WandaVision. Okay. I have you, not. I you have, have not. not. Okay. So I waited until I think there was about four or five out. And then I was so worried about getting spoiled because like theories are going crazy. You know, everyone's mm -hmm. watching it. I, I just, I binged, I caught up and now I've been watching it week to week. All I'll say without getting too much into it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think 
I enjoy it because it's unique. It doesn't feel like a typical Marvel thing, but also feels Marvel, you know, akin. So it's like they're trying to do different things and I appreciate the, just watch it for the performances, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany and all the supporting cast, Catherine Hahn, holy shit. She's She's, just great. She's just great. She's always (laughs) wonderful. And every episode they kind of homage a different like decade of like sitcoms. And so it's very interesting to go from like the fifties all the way to eventually like, uh mockumentaries like what we were just saying with muppets so um yeah wandavision i recommend it you don't need to be a marvel fan because it's kind of a mystery you don't know what's happening just like with the characters so um i uh yeah i recommend it one that i'll just say that uh i decided to rewatch first time because this is another one uh that it only lasted one season. Um, it's this show called The Grinder. Um, <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I was an extra in that. Yeah. <laughs> did you see me? <laughs> uh, you know I'm, what? I I don't know if I did, but I oh I have God. it. On, you have to tell me which episode you were in again, and I'll have to go back and watch. I remember because I do remember seeing you. I gave that one show grandfathered some episodes and i saw you were in that (laughs) i was i know like i can't remember what the episode was but i know i was like like right behind rob lowe like i'm (laughs) i'm there and like they were standing outside because it's like a courtroom comedy kind of thing and we were like outside the courtroom and like yeah i know for sure you could probably clock me somewhere <laughs> nice <that>. nice <laughs> jess's illustrious career as an extra yeah um <laughs> oh, i got stories man <laughs> yeah um so grinder this was a show that i loved so much when it came out i watched the entire season when it first came out and like i want to say around the same time as Muppets, it's like 2015 2016 range and it's one that i always thought was very underrated um and got canceled way too soon um mainly because rob lowe and uh fred savage and the entire cast of the family really i'm sorry i don't know all the actors like the dad uh fred savage's wife um who plays the girlfriend in always sunny um or not the girlfriend the the one that charlie's obsessed with i don't know if you're an always sunny fan yes (laughs) i don't know her real name yeah um she's great wife in real life too oh is it really yeah they're the waitress and charlie day are married in real life yeah oh that's funny i i did not know that really Um, yeah (laughs) so grinder i don't think it's on hulu or i'm not sure if it's on any streaming service but i decided to buy it on dvd i went old school because i was like these shows that only last a season i feel like if you don't buy them they could just disappear right into the ether the abyss of like canceled shows so i bought it and within like a week or two i watched the whole thing because it's about 20 episodes um so much fun i think it's uh I don't want to say it's just like like a Parks and Rec or like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I feel like it's got that level of, it just knows what it is. The whole cast is great. It just makes me laugh because um, the whole gimmick is Rob Lowe's character played a lawyer in a show called The Grinder. 
in which the cheesy tagline was like, there's nobody he can't get off because like, <laughs> it's just like a terrible sex show that they like w- would do courtroom scenes. And then like, he'd take off his shirt and like bang a girl. And, uh, but like the, the thing that's so funny about it is that in the universe, everyone loves this show except for Fred Savage. (laughs) Fred Savage is the brother of Rob Lowe and he's just like, this is so unrealistic. Who likes that? They're like, shh, 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 we're watching it, dad. You know, (laughs) and I just love that literally everyone is into this show and even like Rob Lowe who plays the character is like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? (laughs) It's, It's so ridiculous. It's a courtroom comedy, family comedy that I just had so much fun with. Um, so if you could check out the grinder somewhere, it's, it's worth your time for sure. Interesting. Yeah. That's a show, um, I haven't heard of in a very long time. <laughs> I like, and it, I don't think I would have had I not like been paid by their production. <laughs> like it was really <laughs> under the radar. I think it was like very shortly after Parks and Rec was canceled or not canceled ended and then Rablo went over to do that. And yeah, I do remember hearing like, it's really funny, it's really good, but just didn't catch on. The concept yeah. sounds funny. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, cause yeah, Fred Savage plays an actual lawyer, but everyone, he's just terrible at public speaking. Like he's a good lawyer, but he's just terrible, has no charisma in the courtroom. And Rablo then thinks because he played it he's like i played a tv lawyer for eight seasons i feel like i may as well have passed the bar uh, <laughs> and so he wants to practice actual law and so like the premise may seem ridiculous and kind of goofy but like the show knows what it is it's got tons of great guest stars throughout like timothy oliphant and maya rudolph kumail nanjiani it's uh it's so much fun nice but um, anyway, those are the kind of TV comedies uh, we've been watching. Let's move on over to TV dramas. Uh, Jess, what dramas have you been getting into? Okay, so first off, I <laughs> I got into uh, ish the show that everyone cannot stop fucking talking about, <laughs> and you might be able to guess what it is already but it's Bridgerton. Okay, real quick about this. Mm -hmm. Did you see that Netflix has this feature, like if you're scrolling too much, it'll be like, do you just want to play something random? (laughs) And it was like, basically it's like a suggestion thing that they just throw something on and you can try it. So like- I I didn't know, I've never come across that yet. Sometimes I scroll a little bit too much because I'm just curious what else is on there. Yeah. And there's this new thing that'll be like random suggestion. Do you want to watch Bridgerton? Well, (laughs) no. So it just starts playing and I'm like, oh, what is it? And I hit pause. It's like Bridgerton. I'm like, oh, of course you recommend Bridgerton because like it's a Netflix original. (laughs) Right. Right. This isn't off my suggestions. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I feel like we all are getting played by the Netflix algorithm and the shit that's at the top. Like, is it really that good? Are we just being told it's that great and everyone loves it? Hmm. For sure. But yeah, so I gave it a shot because I do like, I like period pieces. I like, um, you know, soap opery kind of like drama at times. Um, but this, like, I could, like, I didn't 
get it. I didn't connect with it in the way that everyone else seems to have. Um, I didn't even finish it and I got like at least halfway through and it was only it's only one season so yeah i was gonna say it's, it's new it's new. <laughs> new couldn't finish it i couldn't finish it because it was like there's like i don't care about any of these characters i don't like there the premise is like um i mean basically it's like this this it's i don't know what you even call it like mating season in england or like debutante season or like mating season i know it's basically it's what it seems like it's really strange but like basically it's like there's a, a certain time of the year in this in this world in this bridgerton universe where like <laughs> you gotta partner up and you gotta get married and if you don't then you're like a spinster you can try again next year but that but you're like judged it's like I don't get like okay sure um and this one girl the queen because the queen's super into this mating season situation the queen is like you're the one you're like number one like everyone wants you so like she publicly announces like I think her name is Phoebe Bridgerton or I don't know Bridgerton girl like you are you're the number one this year everyone's gonna want you but then no one actually like asks her to to marry or try to court her so she's like oh my god <laughs> this sucks and then this guy who's like really gorgeous so that's why everyone loves him i mean he's good he's like a good actor but he just recently hosted snl um and it's like he's good actor and he's gorgeous so like i think that's why everyone loves the show anyway <laughs> um He's like, I'm never getting married, like, uh-uh, but then something happens, I think they just, like, kind of become buds. This is all the first episode, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm not spoiling the whole season. This is I the feel episode like, one. <laughs> I feel like your description is more fun than the actual show. It probably is, like, truly. Um, and so they're like, hey, like, what if we pretend like we're gonna like we're gonna get get married or we're like courting so that like none of the women try to go for you and then all the guys will get like jelly and like go for me um and then like that that plot point like kind of resolves itself by like episode five so i'm like when why the fuck am i watching this like, this is the main storyline and we just resolved it. Isn't so, this Shonda Rhimes? It's Shonda Well, it's... They keep saying it's Shonda Rhimes, but she didn't create it. She doesn't write for it. She doesn't direct it. She's She produces it. She kind of just was like, hey, you so want to be was, in So she wasn't the company? creator. No, she's not the creator. And it's actually, I think, based off a book series. Um, huh. But no, she's not the creator. She just was like, hey, show, want to be in my Shondaland? Cool. Um and ah. it's yeah it just i don't see what i guess like where i after like i guess in the episodes that i didn't watch like things become very sexual like they'd be banging um like and now that sounds like shana lynn <laughs> yeah, yeah um and so i i think people like that because again the cast is is pretty and and the main guy is is gorgeous so like cool but like yeah i just there was only two characters that i liked 
um and i didn't see enough of them to be like invested and they're like supporting supporting characters so it's like well i don't i don't care um so yeah i don't i didn't see what everyone else saw i don't get it uh and it's not because like um period pieces are boring like no not at all that's not my like i like a period piece it was just like what are we even doing here guys like i don't really get <laughs> what's, what's happening here so uh i actually would not suggest bridgerton i don't i think it's like way overhyped and i think the the netflix algorithm fooled us into thinking it's the it's the best show ever and it's i couldn't finish the first season so <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, I, I heard people talking about it, but it was never like great things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I think the like 0.1 seconds I watched it when it threw it on as a suggestion are going to be about as much as I watch of it. Yeah. Um, I, and like I said, I feel like just describing it was more entertaining <laughs> than the actual show is going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, it just, I don't know. Like I get like, again, like, there could have been something fun and interesting, but it just like, like I gave it a shot. Like I tried. No, it sounds like you did. You gave I it did. like five episodes. And then I was like, you know what? I don't like this. <laughs> like I actually <laughs> do not like this. I'm, I'm done. I don't like this. Because <laughs> also it just felt like every episode felt like really long, even though they're 45 minutes to an hour. Cause like they just move so slow. And then also like we, we're focusing on things that like don't matter but we don't get a resolution we don't get near resolution to certain things but the main plot point like we figured it out so it's like i don't nah (laughs) (laughs) nah just nah interesting yeah well one show that i've been watching in the drama category um is actually something i'm not going to go in too much because it actually was an episode of the podcast while jess was gone Uh, episode 91 i watched season one of star trek discovery um if i we do lots of spoilers on that episode so if uh, you don't want to hear that until you maybe give it a shot i'll just reiterate what i did during that episode which is i think as a total non-trekkie I've seen like next to no Trek content besides the original Wrath of Khan. Um, None of the TV shows. I think it's a great show to jump into. And it's a great show that is filled with diversity and uh, LGBTQ uh, representation done well without shoving it in your face. Um, And like one thing I'll just say, uh, just to summarize, like I said, this isn't a spoiler. Um, just by comparison, Star Trek, or excuse me, Star Wars was all proud of like, hey, we had our first Star Wars lesbian kiss, but it was two like non-name characters like in the background, like on a drive-by dolly (laughs) shot. So just by comparison, Star Trek Discovery has an interracial gay couple that they're both intelligent people and none of their stories about coming out. They're just married couple uh, in a loving relationship and is really like the most loving relationship on the show. <laughs> so like opposed to like, Hey, look, we did this thing. Did you hear <laughs> right. Star Trek's over here? Like, yeah, we're just, it's not a big deal. We just have a gay couple 
-hmm. we're also going to have like badass females and uh it's not going to be shoved in your face so um if that all sounds good to you plus action plus you know interesting stories and twists and turns uh star trek season one uh of discovery it is on cbs all access um but you know maybe try it for a month give it some episodes if you like it keep watching if not you know you can always get rid of it uh i do not support cbs that much but someone else i know has it so i was able to see it there um can i just like completely sidebar for a second disney properties love when they have gay moments and they love to like moments is the key moments. word there <laughs> and it's like uh, is that even a moment like and they just like shove it like they have like press releases about it like I remember when Beauty and the Beast that live action movie came out they were like this is gonna have Disney's first exclusively gay moment that's what they called it exclusively gay moment and, and what it was was like at the end uh Gaston's buddy who like clearly in this version like has a boner for Gaston um I think he just like hugs a guy or like starts dancing with a guy like it's it's just like looks like bros being bros like it, it's not gay. it's not gay it's just two men yeah. interacting and they were like you guys we have solved gay rights <laughs> we did it and then marvel yes. too and they were like we have a gay oh my yeah, god they're like oh my god um i lost uh, my boyfriend in the snap like <laughs> okay yeah. so yeah i i yeah they love to do that so yeah it's cool to see like a big property like you said just be diverse and like not be like look what we got look like what we're doing we're doing it right like yeah it doesn't and mean, like that, that impresses me more when it's just like it is what it is also i like i i think i like broke it down but like when i looked at like the entire like main cast and even like supporting cast um there's only like one straight white male character uh, the rest are either people of color or women or gay, whatever it is, or aliens, you know, because there's aliens. Um, but it's just the fact that, like, they have all of this representation, but none of it is like, ha, 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 look at mm -hmm. us. We're totally <laughs> woke. <laughs> it's just there and then they focus on the story there's uh nothing problematic about it at all so i uh, just wanted to say again without going completely deep into like details of it just i really support the show i'm really excited because i was told that like it gets better in season two and season three and like i really enjoyed season one so i'm like oh what the fuck's gonna happen <laughs> that's cool i've seen trailers for it and there are um people who i like that are in it and i have heard like nothing but good things about it but because yeah i've never been uh, a, a trekkie or even close to it um i know very minimal stuff about star trek uh i just never thought to watch it because i didn't think like i would get it or, or get into it um yeah. so it's, it's interesting to hear your take that like same for you but you really enjoyed it so is um is patrick stewart in it 
He is not. Okay. Um, there's another show that they're doing on CBS All Access called Picard. Oh, that's what, um, duh, duh. And like that's someone. Yeah. Uh. So like, apparently this show is like Trekkie. It, it does like consist on a timeline that it can be connected with other things. But as someone who doesn't know those other things. I'm not impeded by not knowing those things. It's mm-hmm. more like I watch the episode and then like I know a Trekkie or two and they'll be like, oh, well, that's actually a callback to this show. It's like, cool, Easter egg for you. But like, I just enjoyed that episode of television. Yeah. You know? So it's it's not something that you're going to be totally lost. Um, it's just extra cool stuff for Trekkie nerds, but also a show that like I like to think is a gateway for me into like the Trek universe. Cause literally the only Star Trek thing I saw was Wrath of Khan with, uh, not James Spader. Uh, why can't I think of his name? William Shatner. Uh, <laughs> James so, Spader. Yeah, James Spader. Whatever, they're one and the same. Just old, <laughs> crushy white men, weirdos. They're both in Boston Legal. Oh, uh, so. well, even, yeah, of course. Maybe that's yeah. what I was weirdly thinking of, but yeah, so. <laughs> If you're interested in a gateway truck thing, that's one to get into. Um, but yeah, so Jess, what's other drama TV have you been getting into besides some awful Shondaland? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got actually really into a, a very good show that's also very diverse, um, not in a way that shoves it in your throat. It's also very sexual diverse, like uh, in that people's sexual identity is not like questioned or a thing and that's euphoria on hbo um so i know this is a very controversial show a lot of people love it absolutely love it but they do deal with very very intense things and what's but what's interesting about this show is that it's incredibly character driven and less kind of like plot driven but mm-hmm. the things that are going on with each character is is enough to really suck you into their story and want to make you like learn more about them and watch them grow and develop or make mistakes and screw up um and zendaya wow 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 <laughs> she's i just i think she's fascinating and this role is like I mean just so so like kind of gritty in like a in a way that it's not trying trying too hard she's not you know she's a so she plays a young drug addict and uh she just is like in her own place in her own head in her own mind she's not trying to impress anyone she's just this very like unique kind of character that's just how she is and she's surrounded by other high schoolers that are also very unique to themselves and it's really refreshing to see a high school show where it's not about trying to fit in or being bullied or whatever it's like it's that's not the vibe of it um there's it's just like fucked up shit happens to people um one of the main characters is is trans and it's just it's just how it is is it accepted um there's no ever like hey let's kill this kid like there's never any bullying it's just like yeah whatever uh sup like 
um at one point like uh, uh a jock kind of is accused by his girlfriend of maybe hooking up with men and she's like it's okay babe like gender is fluid like i just need to like know <laughs> like so it's really interesting because uh like i said it's like very sexually like open and just like yeah whatever uh which is cool to see on tv because we don't really get that we always get the like coming out moments the bully and the like love is love like so it's nice it's nice to just see like people being people and like liking whatever they like um i it's interesting too though because it is a show that takes place in a in high school it's a it's a show about high schoolers but i do i do not think this show is actually made for high schoolers oh i don't think so either i've seen the pilot and (laughs) okay yeah it's definitely not for high schoolers i think it's for like our generation um because it's just so hard to explain because it's like yes these are teenagers but they're dealing with like very adult themes that i don't think actual teenagers deal with um, or do I and if they do then shit a lot's changed <laughs> since I was in high school um, but I just not to get like too personal but like I did have a kind of wild past especially when I was a teenager so I really relate to Zendaya's character as well because it's represented in such just like an honest way of what it's like to to just want to numb yourself um, and so, yeah, I just, I love it. I think it's so different. Um, and also, like, all the teenagers, like in most teen shows, are, like, in their 20s. They're not actual teenagers. So that makes me feel, like, a little bit better when we're dealing with, like, these really crazy things that it's like, okay, well, we're not having a 16-year-old actually act this out. Like, these are 20-year-olds uh, that and I think just the the idea to have them in high school is just like almost more stylized than it is for like plot because we're not like seeing them like I gotta go study I'm gonna I'm gonna really for homeroom it's just like a place to connect all these characters which I find really interesting um but yeah so there's only been one season they got shut down uh during their second season because of COVID and they've just started to film it I believe so uh i think it's like 10 episodes and yeah each one is just really fascinating and unique and and really special so i am shocked by how much i i just fell in love and was really into it nice yeah uh i did see the pilot and maybe the second episode as well and it is certainly one that i've wanted to dive back into um but i did uh take a break from hbo for a little bit just because i had too many too many services going at the same time um and when i do get hbo back that was on my list um because i i thought it was very um like you said an interesting way to show people that age um but in that way because like usually when it's a teenage thing it's either like a romp like in a sense that it's like a sex comedy and it's just dudes trying to get laid and like or like oh they're just trying to get high and like smoke weed for the first time or whatever the thing is it's like very like fixated on one thing where this felt very like 
Uh, I hate using the word gritty because I feel like it's gotten so desensitized with mm-hmm. like describing media, but you know what I'm saying because you've seen it. Uh, like it feels more uh, real and um, I definitely, even though I may not relate to some of the characters, um, I have met people with like pasts like this. Um, so it it was like, okay, it feels like this is a different take on this age range without mm-hmm. it, you know, um, being just another thing that we've seen a million times. Yeah, exactly. And I, like I said, it's also very character driven. Um, so like each episode kind of focuses on Rue, who's played by Zendaya, kind of uh, telling us about these characters. That's a lot of the first season. And then we see like what's going on with them. And I found that a really fascinating way uh, to connect all these people but you're not like even though each character kind of gets their own episode like other things are also happening and it's also incredibly stylized like the coloring the cinematography the costuming the makeup it's all just so fun and different um, so yeah I mean if you can deal with some like really heavy and controversial things like get into it this show is not for like the faint of heart though like it is intense so you know, if you're not into that kind of stuff, that's okay too. You just have to, it's, you gotta be ready to watch a very particular kind of intensity with, with it. Um, so I would recommend it uh, if you're into just, if you just want to check it out, if you're just curious about it, I'm really glad I finally did because I think it's just a fascinating show. For sure. Um, so I uh, have been uh, diving back into uh, another HBO show. Um, so if, if you're on HBO, you know, you're watching Euphoria, watching Search Party. One thing, if you haven't checked out yet, uh, Newsroom. Um, we've talked about it on here. Um, Jess and I are both big Aaron Sorkin fans. I've seen this show only once through, and I haven't seen it since that first time, which I think must have been five years ago or something by now um it was like not long after the show left and it's only three seasons but like the seasons some of them it starts getting kind of like short uh season three is very short it's Mm -hmm. like six episodes or something so it's i think grand total like 30 episodes or less like it's very very short but man when it's good like it is good and um but i will say i don't think it's quite a binging show at least too much in like one sitting because like i found myself when you watch too much sorkin consecutively in like one sitting it's just like all right well i (laughs) feel stupid now you know (laughs) right my brain because because <laughs> every character talks very fast very intelligently uh mm-hmm. they do monologues which like i love both as a writer and a and a viewer but when you it, if you're someone who wants to binge something i say give give like an episode maybe two and then like take a break because it could just be a lot to take in um with non-stop circuit <laughs> and i agree with you too like it's as it should be watched like a slow burn more than a binge because also each episode is you know they're dealing with a lot so it's nice to just kind of watch it and just like sit with it uh, as opposed to just like on to the next one um because yeah they deal with a lot of things that were happening back in the day and 
and yeah, each episode a lot can go on, so it's nice to just like watch it and then like reflect on that before you just binge everything. But yeah, because yeah. they are covering things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Sorkin's version of kind of covering some of those things, and um, I think the thing he said he struggled with this show was like striking that balance of like, well, I don't want to make up stories. But like, I want real things, but then I don't want to make it sound like I'm preaching about how like news should have handled this. Um, so like he, that's why he struggled with this show is like finding what made sense to it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, especially if you like that kind of stuff. If you like, Jess kept recommending Secession to me, which uh, I did uh, for homework and then ended up watching both seasons of that. So if you like that, you'll like newsroom you know oh, yeah <laughs> absolutely which is that's how jess would pitch secession to me she's like you like sorkin you'll like you know this <laughs> yeah it's the most sorkin non-sorkin thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> for sure well are there any other drama shows you've been watching you wanted to talk about so there there's one and i'll be brief with it uh because this has been a part of award season and it was nominated uh the golden globes were last night and it was nominated for a bunch of things and that's the miniseries the undoing um i i would i would call it like big little undoing award for nicole kidman because it's like literally she's as she's i mean she's nicole kidman she's wonderful i'm not like bashing nicole kidman i'm not dumb but it's like her character is essentially what she was doing in big little lies minus like well i don't i won't spoil but very very similar vibe and character her husband is played by hugh grant and he's accused of murdering a woman that is connected to the school that their son goes to Uh, okay that's not a spoiler that's the like first 20 minutes um i think it's only six episodes i believe um and i wanted like i watched all of it uh i wanted to like it (laughs) but the ending was so i wanted to like it i wanted to like it but the ending was like so like really like real like fucking really like it was you wanted to undo the ending i wanted to undo the ending yeah (laughs) sorry i had to do it (laughs) yeah the undoing should have undone itself like truly because the ending is so stupid and so bad that then you start thinking back and you're like so but that like so this was all dumb like it was just (laughs) this was all for nothing this is stupid like it's so i like don't understand like why it's up for the like it was up for globes he was up she was up the show was like up for best miniseries the only thing i can think of is the apple tv money buying buying those nominations like how netflix basically bought the whole golden globes last night allegedly um because (laughs) it's not good it's not quality so i didn't know it was an apple tv thing that's right it is and so i had uh like i got a new iphone within the last 
years so i got like a free subscription i'm not i'm not paying for apple tv <laughs> let me let me get that straight like no 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 almost like you were being accused it's like <laughs> yeah. i just want on record i'm not paying for apple tv and it's up it comes up it's done in june and i'm done like i'm not i'm not paying for it um I marked the day in my phone to yeah, make sure to unsubscribe. unsubscribe. They're not going to trick me, nope, Apple. No, nope. <laughs> you already did, and you All undid your it. No, not your content. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so no, I, like because I feel like with a lot of things that are up for awards, people are like, "Oh wow, I'm I should check that out. It must be good." This is not one of those things. Don't check it out. It's not good. It's a big waste of six hours of your life. So don't do it. <laughs> Just, I'm just letting you know, it's not worth it. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> had to, I had to talk about it finally because no one else watched it too. Like literally, no one else. I feel like but me watched it. So, and I guess the, I don't even think the Golden Globe voters watched it. You know, so like I had to rant about it somewhere. So we've talked about comedies, talk about dramas. Um, we can now move on into some other categories. Uh, one I want to talk about is a reality show that I've really been into. Um, this is a show that uh, I've been told a lot about. I, I had a friend who used to be really into it. I finally gave it a chance. Uh, it's a show called Alone. Have you heard of this show? I have heard a lot about this show. I've, I've not watched it, but I've heard people be like, yo, Alone is it. <laughs> So here's the thing. When I describe it, some people are going to be like, isn't this just like Survivor? Like, hang on. So the gimmick of the show, it's a show on History Channel. Um, basically, they take 10 people. Um, uh, first couple seasons, they go to Vancouver Island, this spot that it's like really shitty weather and they're just out in the middle of nowhere. And each person is alone and by alone i mean literally like they have to film themselves doing everything and it's just longest person to stay out there without giving up gets five hundred thousand dollars wow so you have to you know make shelter you have to like hunt or fish you have to figure out your food you know you got to stay warm because it becomes winter you know uh it's just who can last longest without giving up and uh like just an example like uh the first season like they they're out there like a couple months you know so it's like <laughs> just and and also the thing is they don't know how many people are left like oh so God. you're just trying to last and because like they tell them that like yeah you could be up there upwards of a year you know um the show just tells them that like, you don't know. Uh, yeah. Like some people, one guy literally like didn't last the first day. Cause like he saw berries like, me. oh, hell yeah. no. You know? That would be me. <laughs> no, I regret this. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And so it's crazy. And as someone like, I wasn't really into camping and much stuff growing up, but like I found it fascinating. Um, like the stuff that they figure out how to do, whether it's like laying traps or like, what they use with their resources to fish. Also the show gets really like deep because the psychological effects of two things, one being alone, literally like all they have is talking to this camera, almost like it's their Wilson for castaway, you know, yeah. and also starvation, you know, they start getting real trouble. And I remember like the one guy just like talking to the camera, he's like, I just find myself 
getting so angry so quickly over nothing and like the, they'll throw out little facts they're like yeah part of one of the symptoms of starvation is aggravation depression and you know mood swings and you know so like the show will tell you little facts like oh this mouse that they're about to eat is going to be 40 calories you know Whoa. <laughs> so cool. it's yeah um I've watched three seasons. I'm totally into it. And the crazy thing is every season people start learning what the previous people did and they last longer and longer. And so uh, it's nuts. Uh, Cause you think you'll be able to pick up like, Oh, this person's going to make it. This person sucks. And you are totally wrong. Like just don't think you'll be able to guess it. Cause we totally thought that the person who like was going to win the first season, like they were like the third person out or something. And then like someone we thought was going to be out right away ended up lasting, you know, it's, <laughs> it's nuts. And they'll it's, build stuff. Like they'll build a boat, you know, like, cause they have all this time. <laughs> it's wow. nuts. It's on Hulu. Um, okay. there's still like, I think there's like six so seasons right now. I don't know if it's the show's still running, but man, uh, we loved it. And what's so funny is my mom isn't like a traditional, like binger. She loves, they love still watching cable, you know, like, mm -hmm. Oh, when is that on? You know, <laughs> um, record DVRing stuff. They still DVR stuff, yeah, yeah. but because we switched our phone plan, they have Hulu now. And <laughs> my parents visited me and my girlfriend, we showed them this. And then my mom got into it. And like a day or so later, my dad's like, you got your mother hooked on that show. She was up till four the other night, finishing the first season. Oh my you know? God. <laughs> That's funny. So mama Prosec got addicted to it and like <laughs> got her to binge. I think her first show, you know? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, I think to me, the most fascinating part, and there's a lot you described that's fascinating, is the idea that like, you don't know how long someone else has lasted. So yeah. it's not like Survivor in that, where there's a very clear timeline that like, you're voting people out. And there's a camera crew, time. there's a host, mm -hmm, there's games there's host. and like challenges. Right, there's <laughs> people to talk to and to like help you out. Like, but this is like, good luck <laughs> like yeah see how long you can last um and yes and if you want that money if you want to win like you just got to be there for fucking ever <laughs> you just got to be there and like like i said wow. also some of these people are just so like the one guy the one season is an incredible like craftsman and like he'll just make all these things and like the one day he's just like yeah today i made a rake so i'm gonna clean up my shelter out here and like <laughs> And like the personalities start coming out like as the season goes on uh, and just, yeah. And it makes you think like, what, what would get at you if you tried to do this? Like for me, um, like I think the food thing would definitely be an issue. Like, cause like, I'm not good at fishing, but now it makes me want to learn how to like fish better or like, you know, cook up a fish maybe. Cause like, you know, what if the apocalypse happens? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're not fine. You know, it's like all, the, yeah. yeah, all these people are going to be the ones that are fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. we're over here, like, trying to unsubscribe from Apple Plus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not trying. I did. I'm there. I'm ready. 
I'm ready. Yeah, no, I would not. I would be so bad at that show. Oh my god. I think I think all of it would just destroy me. Like I don't know where <laughs> you even begin with that. Like yeah. Oh, yikes. That sounds fascinating though. And I like too that you can like learn things from it. That's really neat. And yeah, you know, all the facts they throw out are very interesting and the stuff that they do it just for I think also part of it is the isolation that we're all in right now where we have like small bubbles of people that we can talk to. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people have taken up things like bread making or uh, like just generally more cooking or crafts. Uh, I've known people who've gotten into like knitting and like making things and just, it's interesting to me, the stuff that they do, whether it's like trapping stuff or crafting or things that you come up with that's not on a screen because like my life is on a screen. I work on a screen for work. I love TV and movies. I write, I podcast on a screen. Like I'm just surrounded by them all the time. And so for that, it's like really made me when this next summer is coming around, like because I'm not gonna be able to still be around people probably for a while, like just learning crafts like that. Uh, just, I don't know, it felt like it also just awakened that kind of like sense of adventure in me mm -hmm. it sounds really fascinating i definitely am interested in checking it out yeah so it's on hulu check it out um and yeah it just also the thing is the first is it just throws you right in it's just like 10 people vancouver island here they are boom, boom, boom you know they're alone and you're like oh fuck like we're in it you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i definitely recommend it i'm curious what you think if you do check it out yeah, I'll definitely let you know. I am very curious. And I've, I have heard from other people that it's really wonderful. So yeah, maybe I got to add it to the list. <laughs> For sure. Have you been watching any reality TV? Oh, boy, have I. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll just 90 like, day fiance. <laughs> no, I, I can't. There's too much. That's like, <laughs> like there's like spinoffs after spinoffs after spinoffs. Like, I don't understand what's happening there. I cannot like that's yeah. no. Um, but I in the last only like couple months, I have gotten really, really into the Real Housewives franchise, which I never thought like the would happen. Franchise. <laughs> the franchise. <laughs> the extended universe of the Real Housewives. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh... some, I, some I don't, like Beverly Hills, fuck that, boring as hell. Uh, Dallas, pretty boring as well. But some of them are like, oh, I'm captivated. I'm captivated. <laughs> Like Real Housewives of New York is just fun. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac is like that girl who's bringing the drama. Like it's intense. Of Potomac. Potomac. Potomac, Maryland. It's like a high. It's like it's like a rich ass area by DC. Oh um, boy. That's the that's the one I've been into right now. I've been binging. It's so intense. Um, but the funniest, the funniest one of them all is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And <laughs> just, it's bonkers, like bonkers. Like I cannot describe, <laughs> I laugh so hard at Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because it's these like Mormon women-ish. There's some are Mormon, some are not, but you know, Mormons are very strict with like what they can and cannot do. 
and the Real Housewives franchise is all about like watching women go crazy. So that it's like this weird sort of like dichotomy of like women being like, I'm I'm a great practicing Mormon, but I have a tequila brand. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? Like it's it's wild. So if you love just like tr- like just guilty pleasure, trashy, stupid, wild reality TV. Get into those three because they are going to entertain, I promise, especially Salt Lake City. If you're not into Real Housewives at all, just watch Real House of Salt Lake City because like, oh my God, it is, I, there's just, the drama is so fun. I laugh so much. Um, so there's that. <laughs> that's, that's been <laughs> happening. Um, like a highbrow reality TV show I've been watching is Blown Away on Netflix. Have you heard of Blown Away? Uh, I have not actually. It so it's really good. I'm glad that the second season just came on because uh, I watched the first season like a year ago, but it wasn't like huge, so I wasn't sure if they were gonna bring it back. Um, it is so good. So Blown Away is about is a glass blowing competition show. Um, so it's an art. No, it's like a really great art form. No, I'm sure it is. I just. I had no idea what this show was going to be about. It was just Blown not away. what I was expecting. Blown away. But like, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, the title's pretty intense, but it makes sense because you're glass blown. Um, oh, yeah. And you're blown away by their pieces, truly. Their pieces are insane. Um, it's blown. just really cool. Mind blown away. Um, it's just, it's so cool. Each episode's about like 20 to 30 minutes. So it's very short. Um, and it's just like so incredible to watch what these artists can do in like four hours they can make these like insanely detailed gorgeous glass structures it's just it's so good and it's just like the aesthetic of it is really nice too like they it's really beautiful cinematography especially for a competition show um and the artists all have very cool personalities they're very different and these are some of like the top of the line glass blowers. So like what they're bringing you is intense. Um, and there's just, yeah, there's levels of intensity to it too, because they're working with like very fragile pieces. Shit can break with, and you got like an hour until you got to turn your stuff in. So you're making me think of those shows where they have to like bake the cake and then they got to move it and the cake can like tip over. It's kind of got that <laughs> vibe, but way, way more intense and like way more like special, like, whoa this is an art form yeah anyone can bake a fucking cake not everyone can blow glass no absolutely not like i'm so clumsy there's no way um (laughs) but it's just so fascinating and like cool um and it's very relaxing too because like it's even though it's a competition show like everyone's really nice to each other and they're just like (laughs) wow that was you're doing a great job it's beautiful or like oh my god I look up to them so much like it's nice it's just like nice reality tv um and it's just so it's just nice to kind of like relax and throw on an episode and be like oh my god art art is wild and just like (laughs) feel good about it feel good about like what people can do when they're creative uh so yes blown away I suggest that like literally anyone it's anyone should watch it and everyone should watch it because it's so cool and it's just so fun Nice. Well, now, yeah, now I'm interested. Um, I like being some good competition shows. Um, so that was like the main reality show that I watched. But um, since this isn't quite reality TV, it's more of like a 
docu-series um, that I really got into, I really wanted to uh, mention was, um, it was actually on YouTube. Um, it's on this YouTube channel called Defunct Land. Um, they do this great series about Jim Henson. Mm. Um, and it's like, I think six episodes and they're anywhere from like 20 to 40 minutes. So like, it's a good series where they pretty much go through like his entire like life and career um and yes jim henson from the muppets uh i just am utterly fascinated um by the stuff that this guy did you know i think a lot of people like yeah he, he did the muppets it's like so like okay there's a lot more into it though like he um started this stuff in like the 50s 60s you know like he um kind of pioneered um like a lot of things in puppet making and puppetry um he would be one of the writers he would be a director he'd be a producer he um didn't just do the voice for the puppets but like the people doing the voices are also the puppeteers like with their hands and you know doing that performance as well and so he helped create all these characters with the Muppets. He helped create Sesame Street. Um, he helped, uh, he was like the producer, not quite like always like creative control, but like Fraggle Rock was another like classic. Um, obviously he did like some movies that weren't always enjoyed like Dark Crystal and um, Labyrinth. Um, but... Labyrinth slaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just was this guy who also was so inspiring to everyone around him. Um, so like one thing that I found very touching and I won't go too much into it is one of the like kind of puppeteers who was always like a background puppet and never like a main guy was the original guy who voiced Gonzo. And he was very nervous about how he was as a performer. So he mainly wanted to help, I think, make the Muppets and be like background movement, but not really a leading character. And Jim was like, no, like you just gotta be goofy. You gotta, you know, just let it out. Like we all do weird things and like, just go grab one of the Muppets, like go grab one of the characters that like we've used in like the background of one of our, old Christmas specials and they found Gonzo and he's like, just have fun with this one. And then he started doing the voice. And now that guy has been a vocal performer for numerous characters for decades now. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, he was just inspiring to everyone and was constantly pushing technology forward. Um, I mean, the fact that like, if you look at the original Muppet movie, how they have Kermit like riding a bike and like the Muppets like, driving and like <laughs> like they like that wasn't done with puppets before so like the, he'd have these ideas and people were like this isn't like done jim and they're like oh yeah we'll, we'll figure it out you know and, <laughs> and everyone's like yeah i guess we will because jim's just great you know <laughs> and just like a guy that was gone way too soon um he died i think he was only in his 50s or something like that very suddenly um and just all the people in he inspired uh one thing i love that this sh uh documentary shows is like his 
his funeral like memorial service was like I think two different crowds of like 5,000 people and like he had a rule like I don't want anyone to wear black and I want people to like sing and be happy and so like they all like sang songs some of his favorite songs and like all these people were there and it just seems like a guy who was always optimistic and like pushed forward and like he was told no so many times in his career no one wanted the Muppets to have a show beyond like Sesame Street like no one wanted the original The Muppet Show he got no's like everywhere no Mm -hmm. one wanted Dark Crystal no one wanted this no one wanted that and he just kept pushing and being undeniable and I just think it's so inspiring and I think it's like creative minds like that that don't come along very often that do all of these things singing writing you know uh puppetry performing, uh, producing, inspiring others to be better versions of themselves. Like, I just like, it numerous times like brought me to like tears watching it. Cause I'm like, man, this guy just touched so many people. And he's also been gone for like now almost 30 years. And he's still, still like touching people. And Sesame Street is still a staple, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, not only did he touch people, like, close to him, but, like, the lessons from Sesame Street and the Muppets, I mean, they were very, you know, children watched those informative years and, like, truly would learn things. And um, Sesame Street can handle some, like, actually, like, really heavy topics. And, do so in a way like almost like Mr. Rogers where it's like easy for a child to digest it and like learn so yeah I mean his legacy can never be understated and so that series sounds very special and very sweet yeah it's and it's like I've never seen something that's so like definitive like literally follows like his entire like timeline career Mm -hmm. um and just where he started, where he, it was just like a four minute little puppet thing, like to, I think, transition from one show to like a late night show, like just in Washington, um, just in the Washington area. And then he got canceled like two or three times, but then callers would call the station and say like, no, we love this, bring it back. <laughs> and it's just like, they kept canceling it and then people would complain and then it had to be brought back. Like he was just undeniable. <laughs> so uh, very, very touching story. Very inspiring. It's on YouTube. So it's free. Um, defunct land, you know, Jim Henson. I'm sure if you type in Jim Henson documentary, you'll find the playlist. Um, it's, it's so good. And, you know, very, very moving. It sounds like it. It sounds really sweet and special and, and inspirational too for sure were there any docuseries that uh you've dove into um yeah i i watched the ripper on netflix which is a uh, true crime uh docuseries uh it's only four episodes and it's about uh the ripper uh, in yorkshire uh england and basically how this 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 serial killer was targeting women and just just how poorly like the police handled it and kind of like blamed the women and at a certain point women had a curfew at night 
whereas men didn't, even though a man was murdering women. Yeah, why um, not just people have a curfew because there's murders right. happening. So, and then these women like stood up and were like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> like, this is not our fault. Um, and yeah, it's just a really fascinating look at like, uh, not only how like police like literally did not care because for a while he was just murdering sex workers. And so they were like, well, that sucks, whatever. Um, and then, uh, it grew and grew into be this bigger thing. And the police just were so like messy and sloppy and essentially were like, sorry, ladies, figure it out. Um, and, and how these women stood up and like dealt with this. Uh, so it's a, yeah, true crime, but it's, it's a really fascinating story. One that I didn't know much about because it takes place in England um and the night stalker one uh i wouldn't really suggest i don't think it's i think it kind of glorifies him um i don't think it gave enough time for like the victims uh and it glorified the cops too who actually like didn't even they just got lucky they caught him Hmm. so so i wouldn't suggest night stalker that was a big one on netflix but the ripper on netflix i would definitely suggest because it's just a really powerful true crime story um yeah so I like a I like a good murder story. So <laughs> I, I was waiting for it. I was like, I don't just like some like some, I like murder. some murder. Some murder in real housewives. <laughs> That's my jam. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're waiting for Love is Blind season two, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, right. oh my god. <laughs> Which like talk about a show that could be socially distant. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, like Yeah. Uh I I still want season two to feature some uggos, some like some just normies, normies. We don't even need uggos, just normies. Yeah, I want, I, you know, and and I just want people of all shapes, sizes, mm-hmm. backgrounds, you know, and not just like um, uh, we're either nines or tens, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Will we love each other? It's like uh, probably, <laughs> I guess. Um, but anyway. That has been uh, what we've been watching for TV shows. Um, we are going to be doing another episode about what we've been watching movies-wise on the next episode. Uh, but yeah, Jess, where can they catch you on the social medias? On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Jessquaz, J-E-S-S-K-W-A-Z-Z. That's where you can find me. I am at Brandon Prosek, P-R-O-S-E-K, on Twitter and Instagram. And Entertainment Buffet, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Check out YouTube. We have tons of content, including other podcasts that we're partners with that are available uh, on there as well. Uh, The podcast now is available. uh, If you have different places you listen to podcasts, we're available on Apple, Spotify, but now we are hosted on Anchor. So if you want to check us out on Anchor, or if that's something, someplace that you listen to podcasts, we're there as well. Um, but yeah, uh, it, uh, so much we've been watching, Jess, so many things that I need to add to my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've already been watching so much and now I guess I need to watch more. So, <laughs> right. Oh, it never ends. For sure. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Like I said, next episode, we're going to be chatting about movies we've been watching on the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>